tale of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! Hey guys, welcome back. So today we're going to go over UFC 273 this Saturday, April 9th in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. That's right. Um, really stacked card. It's going to be a really exciting card. And I'm going to make my quick predictions. I've only missed one. You're you're nine and one, man. I've missed one out of, out of ten fights. So um, we'll start with... Yeah, first fight that you wanted to talk about was Mackenzie Derner versus Tisha Torres. What what would you like about this fight? Why would you want to talk about this one? So Mackenzie... Um, super solid jiu-jitsu. You know, she's she's a world champ on the ground. Her her dad is someone that I knew in Brazil, Megaton. Um, he's a stud as well. Fighting Tisha Torres. So the, the big thing with McKenzie is uh, her striking has gotten extremely good. Um, it, it's improved a lot, and, and she's using it a lot. She trains with Jason Perillo, who is actually Jeremy Williams, one of my, my, first, my first black belt, my best friend's... Uh, boxing coach um for a while and um so it's really improved her striking game so i think i honestly don't know that it will even be a close fight t stores is tough um she's she's well-rounded but mckenzie's ground is like different level than everybody else in that division and uh her striking is now caught caught up to the majority of the people you know, in that division. So I was listening to an interview with Tisha earlier today, and and she was kind of saying, you know, I think everybody's expecting this to go to the, or wanting me to stand up and thinking that McKenzie's going to take it to the ground. She's like, I trust my jujitsu. Let's go to the ground. I'm okay with it. She wasn't quite that that solid, but. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. Um, you know me. I'm, I'm straightforward. I've not been impressed with McKenzie's jujitsu in MMA. Okay. Um, her, She's had a couple decisions where she had submissions that most people would not ever get out of, you know, with a good a good jiu-jitsu person. Not saying she's not good, she's good. But in my opinion, that's the that's the transition from gi to no gi. And she was a, you know, she's good at both, great with the gi, um, good without it, but it's very different when someone's punching you, when yeah. someone's sweaty, when someone's, you know, fighting for their life, you know? Yep. And uh, so she, she can out-position her and put her in a lot of trouble. Um, finishing her, you know, could be difficult, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the finish for sure by by McKenzie. By McKenzie. So yeah. so Tisha's got a Tisha. She's got a better resume. She's fight. She's fought Wei Lee. She's fought Rose twice and beat her once way back in the day. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know how much you count that. She's got uh, Andrada on her resume. I mean, she's got a decent resume. She did go through a, a pretty bad losing streak, but she's won her last three out of four. Um, the other thing. Who? Uh, let's see, against Angela Hill, Sam Hughes, and Brianna Fortino. So they're so those are they're good those are good fights. Um McKenzie hasn't fought a lot of competition. You know, she hasn't fought a lot of tough girls yet. Um she kinda got carried at the first few fights. Yeah. And and I think she kinda picked it up as it, as she's gone on. But um I I'm mean not I'm not, I won't be sad if I'm wrong. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't see, I don't see names that I recognize here, and she is coming off a loss to Mariana Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, it did go the distance, but it was a unanimous decision. Yeah, so she, I, she I got beat up. That she got beat up pretty good. Um, one of the other things that I noticed, uh, just looking at the stats here on this, is that um, McKenzie, it doesn't look like her takedown defense, according to the stats, 
there's there's no data to give her anything. I don't know that anybody's tried to take McKinsey down. Is <laughs> no. that is that is that what you've seen as yeah, well? Like I is mean, she shooting and, and being aggressive on that? Yeah, she's the one that wants to get it to the ground when it goes to the ground. No one's no one's volunteering to go to the ground, sort of like Lucas. Gotcha. Know? Okay. Uh, the, okay. The last interview they did with him after his fight, they're like, you know, pretty soon no one's gonna want to go to the ground with you. And he goes, I'm pretty sure no one's wanted to go to the ground with you the whole time. <laughs> you know, like no one's shot on. Well, the one yeah. guy that shot on him on a kick ended up getting choked fast, but yeah, it's the same. You know, no one's shooting on Jacare or Damian Maya trying to take them down. And gotcha. it's the same with her. She's the female version of that on the okay. ground. So you're picking McKenzie. Um, and by by finish, you're, you're thinking submission is that? I don't want to back you into a corner. But. I would honestly, I would like Tisha Torres to win. I just think McKenzie's got too much experience on the ground, okay. and her striking is is a lot better. Now I don't want to say it's great; it's yeah. a lot better than it was. And she punches her way into her clinches and her takedowns. Um, what weight is it? Um, they've got it coming in at. Uh, they're calling it a straw weight, so, okay, so one fifteen. And, but I think, if I remember right, let me look. I thought maybe they were even coming in at different weights. Um, Catch weight somewhere? Well, no, no, this is, no, they're both at 115 flat. Okay. Yeah, so she she's probably going to win by okay. submission or, or by, by uh, strikes. I'll go with her. All right. Okay, the next fight we have. Now we get into the good stuff. I think I think this might be the fight of the night. I know it's it. There it's, are two fights afterwards, but Gilbert Burns and Hazmat Chimaev. Yeah, Hazmat, that kid, that He's kid's such an anomaly. Other level, man. Yeah. So this is his first big step up. Yeah. You know, it's his first big step in competition. He's fighting a, a guy that just recently fought for the belt. Yep. Um, he's fighting a guy that is really, really good on the ground and strong. So he, you know, his submissions are powerful. In Gilbert, you're talking about Gilbert, yeah. right? Okay. However, uh, he was once a 55er. Yeah. So talk to me about the weights here. I'm seeing 186 for Gilbert Burns, and I'm seeing 170 for Hosmod. 186. 186 and 170. I mean, that is might what be what he's got, got what listed. it is today. Yeah. <laughs> um, I believe it's at 170. It's, uh, a, it's 175 it's, pounds. It's fight. a welterweight fight. Yeah. yeah. So, but he has fought at 155 before. And, and Chimaev could easily fight at 185. So they're kind of, one's bigger for the weight, one's not not huge for the weight. Okay. Gilbert is uh, real muscular, but he's not huge. You know, yeah. he's shortish. You know, he's not as not as tall, not as big. Um, but it is going to it is gonna present a threat on the ground to to Chimaev. And that's what I'm interested to see. Like, this is, he's such an anomaly. And he's the guy you can't bet against right now, right? He, he picks guys up, walks over to the corner, Talks trash to Daniel Cormier about telling him he's the best in the in the game while he's got the guy in the air. Yeah. He doesn't even know how the fight's going to go yet. Yeah. But he does, you know, in his head, and he dumps him and beats him up. So uh, he's really exciting to me, and and uh, he doesn't look like a great striker. He's got knockouts. Yeah, except, he's got TKOs, you except know. for that one. Uh, I think the last fight that he had, um, no, two fights two ago, fights was ago. it was it Gerald Mearshart? Mir yeah, Mearshart. Yeah. yeah. I, I that fight went all of seven. Did it go seventeen? I think that fight went seventeen seconds. Yeah, TKO. Bang. Yeah. One shot right on the button. Yeah. So he, again, he's. Uh, I'm picking. I love Gilbert, and and after Gilbert's loss to Kamara Usman, I was so sad during the the hug when he was crying because you know that that guy put every single ounce yeah. of everything he had into that fight, 
and and he puts it into the sport. So uh, I'm I would I would be I would be stoked if he won and kind of slowed the hype train down a little bit yeah. and kind of showed hey there is there is different levels to this. But I'm also not going to be shocked at all if the different levels is Chimaev is actually on that level and, and the next one up. So come, if he wins that fight, yeah, Usman's got to be next. He's got to have uh, Kamara Usman next. Chimaev. Yeah, yeah, because for cause sure at that point. So I was looking back at Burns since 2018. His only loss was to Usman. If you go all the way back to 216 or 2016, he's been 11 and two during that time, and his only other loss was to Hooker. So yeah. I mean, he's got he's got a great resume. He's he's been around a little bit. He's 11 and two with some names. Chimaev is 10 and 0, and and they've been exciting. His his. Average fight duration is just over three minutes right now, so yeah. he's finishing really fast. And and so, Usman uh, has been training with with uh, Gilbert Burns for this fight. Really? Yeah. And I thought, what a smart thing to do. If you can get him to beat him, he's not next in line for you. <laughs> you know, if he can get if he can get <laughs> Gilbert Burns to beat Shemaev, yeah. Shemaev gets knocked down a rung yeah. on the ladder, and that gives and you a little more time. Yeah, and he gets to defend yeah. against somebody else two times yeah and maybe be done or moved to 185 it's funny because when you said what a smart move i thought you were saying that was a smart move um, for gilbert burns for gilbert burns it is go, it, it, it is, is also you're right that's an interesting that's that's chess versus checkers, yeah it's like right? but if you're gonna ask me will i help you yes i will actually help I you because help, that would benefit me as I, well yeah in a roundabout way all right so i think i heard you call chamayev on this one you're kind of pulling for burns a little bit but if I mean, you're, you're yeah, like a couple, like the first fight as well. It's kind of the the result is almost inevitable, but I would like to see Gilbert Burns win. Oh, okay. But I believe that Chimaev is he's is, just uh, other. He, you can't bet against him right now, right? Yeah. He's the guy that fights and then stays stays in Abu Dhabi and asks for a fight next week and yeah. fights a week later. You know, um, he loves it. So, so again, if you want to talk about takedown defense, same thing that I, I mentioned about McKenzie, no one has gone in against Hazmat. He doesn't have any takedowns. No one's really him. had a chance. You know, he yeah. comes right out and either I, is finishing on the feet or he's taking you down. He, he's had three, one, two. He's had three fights going to the second round. So, I mean, there has been some time, but I also watched a couple highlights and it was like head kick, shoot. Right. You know, big punch, double leg. It was right. like, I mean, he, he knew what he was going to do right from the beginning and it was yeah. it was lightning fast. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with him Cool. Uh, by finish. By finish? Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, third fight on the card. This one is really interesting as well. Um, Sterling versus Jan. Uh, obviously, this is a rematch. And it's funny because I started thinking about this. And I did watch this pay-per-view. And I remember watching the illegal knee. And I remember Joe Rogan like kind of losing his mind over it. And I even remember the, the ref, he called it. Before the knee went up there, he's like, fight her down. And all of a sudden, Jan just went bang and nailed him. And, and it was ugly. So I have a lot to say about that fight. Um, the so Sterling's the champion. You know he's the champion on paper now. Yep. yep. Um, I feel like he was not hurt. If he was hurt, he was definitely not hurt to the extent that he played. Yeah. Um, this is where I'm gonna get myself in trouble with this podcast, just because I I'm gonna tell the truth. <laughs> he people have been knocked out unconscious for a minute and got up and been okay for the for the announcement of the other guy winning. 
this guy's doing this and yeah. standing here doing this. And, yeah. and I just don't buy it. Yeah. And here's the biggest problem with the announcers. And, and this happened that night. If they're in an empty arena, and Daniel Cormier over and over is saying, if he stops fighting right now, he's the champion. If he just finishes, if he just quits right now, he's the champion. Oh, and you and the... he's saying this so loud. Yeah. And after fighting in an empty arena with Lucas, I know yeah. you can hear John McCarthy and Josh Thompson talking clear as day. Clear as day. And he's saying, if he if he quits right now, he's the champion. That's it. He's the champion. And he says that repeatedly. Yes. And he's kind of saying it loud yeah. toward him. And I'm like, man, don't encourage that. Yeah. You know, don't. And and, and then he quit. And then he was he was. And it was a weird reaction to the knee as it was. Like you could see it hurt. Then he fell back. Then he was better. Then all of a sudden he wasn't. He was. He was not better again. And all of a sudden yeah. he was real dizzy. Yeah. So I just am. Uh, Andy. He 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 acted mad. And when upset they put the when belt, they put the belt yeah. on. When Danny put the belt on him, he was all like. But then after a that, bit. his Instagram and everything. He's yeah. a champ, and he was celebrating and partying like like he won that fight fair and square. And I. On the rule book, he did win fair and square. Yeah, he did. But I just feel like he milked it. I well, feel like he milked it. And and I would say the last three minutes of the fourth round before that knee, he oh, was God, getting he was, worked. He knew there was, yeah. He, he was getting worked. He was winning the beginning of that fight. Yep. And it took Purion a couple minutes to figure out what's going on. Yep. What's he doing? Now I'm going to start to shut him down. And he did. And when he did, he was getting beat up bad. Yeah, like he it wasn't going to turn around the I, other direction. His again. body language was bad. I oh mean, yeah, he, could, was, he was taking he was strikes and he was moving, and you could just see like every fight he, he was, was getting, getting tripped and thrown to his back. Yes, yes, a couple times. Yes, like just like, manhandled, like weak takedowns yeah. that were that were being effective. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, Jan has fought since then. Yeah, Sterling hasn't. No, so I don't know that Jan dropped out of one of the fights. Sterling has dropped out of two of them. Uh, when they were supposed to fight fight again, and it didn't happen for whatever reason two times, okay. maybe three, and that's why I'm saying Jan might have been one of the reasons why it didn't. But uh, the big story in this fight, besides the fact that Piotr Jan is actually the champion, is Piotr Jan's corner got stuck in Russia, and none of their visas got accepted. So he's here in Las Vegas with no corner. What? Yeah. And, and so I don't know who's going to corner him. He was making a joke saying uh, he wanted Sean O'Malley and Henry Cejudo to, to corner him. And it was like just Are, are you busy funny. Saturday night? No, I would love to corner him. <laughs> I think he's at the PI, at, at the, the Performance Enhancer, or the Performance Enhancement, the Performance Institute in, in uh, the UFC Performance Institute in Vegas. Okay. And if that's the case, I would imagine that like all day long, people are walking by that could be phenomenal corners sure, for you. You know I'm what I mean? Sure. Like that, that's, sure. it's full of uh, all the stars, but it could play a big part of a five round fight. Yeah. You know, there are guys back in the day. I fought once with my dad in my corner that never trained a day in his life. I fought once with my girlfriend at the time and, and a buddy that cornered me, you know, in, in a fight, but it was different. You know, they're fighting in the UFC for the belt in a five round fight. And, and the strategy is so much different now. So, and I know it's maybe a little bit random, but what's your girlfriend and your buddy telling you in between nothing, rounds? Nothing. nothing. I, they're not really cornering no, you. Just, they're they're just hey, there. Yeah. Right. You got to have somebody there, I guess. Okay. And so that was the okay. that was the thing. Uh, looking at the average fight time, Jan averages 15 minutes. Um, Sterling averages just under 12 and a half. 
Um, it's interesting. Sterling doesn't win by um, strikes very much. Um, Jan does actually almost half of his fights. 44% of them are from KO or TKO. Uh, but then it switches and goes the other way. Sterling's got 40 by submission, where Jan only has six by submission. The other thing I thought that was really interesting is that um, on, on paper, Peter's coming out or Petra's coming out of the blue corner, but I think he's a severe favorite in this fight. Sterling's the champ. Champ's going to have the red corner. I, and I told yeah, you that before yes, the champ's going to have the red you corner. You did, but and, I mean. And that's why it doesn't matter, doesn't matter who's favorite on paper. Uh, the higher ranked guy or, you know, higher ranked guy as far as yeah closer to number one. Yeah. And, and uh, or the champ is going to be the, the red corner. And so he is the red corner. However, uh, Sterling has good jiu-jitsu. His striking's good as well. His striking's good. Yeah. And he's got good jiu-jitsu, and that's why, you know, he's got a lot of wins by submission. Something happened at his camp. Um, I, I heard that something happened with a falling out with Matt Sarah and, and somebody, and hopefully it wasn't uh, Coach Longo because they've been together for a long time. But from what I heard, Matt or someone left that, that camp. And Sterling left there and is now in Vegas training somewhere as well. Um, I don't know where, but those are those are big changes in a in a fighter's career, uh, especially if that's the one place you've been the whole time. Yeah. And I believe as far as his big fights, that's the one place Sterling's been the whole time. Okay. So they might kind of both be going in um, a little. Um, I don't know what, uh, what the word is. Distracted? Yeah, yeah. Is that a good and, word? And his might, be, his might be great. It might be a fresh start with a new team that, yeah. that cares about him and is, is great and that's, he's, he's feeling good. Piotr Jan's going to have a, a different night with a different, you know, with no corner or, or none of no corner that his, his typical training partners and his typical coaches and whatnot. So, so you meant, be interesting. You mentioned Sterling has decent jujitsu, but, but Jan's got decent takedown defense. Oh, yeah. He's, um, he's, he's not taking Piotr Jan down. No, you don't no. think that'll happen. I, I don't think so. Um, even if it if it does, he's going to get back to the feet. I think I think the best the best Sterling could do is as good as he did the last fight. He might win the beginning of the fight, and then Purion has just got a very good mind for the sport, a good fight IQ, and he's reading what's going on, changes the game, and he's going to beat him. I, this handily. May, this may be a loaded question, but I wonder about Sterling's. Heart. Come, I, mean, I, I mean, what I saw in round three and round four, I really wonder about his heart going the distance. So I wondered about his heart by the way he quit or the way he acted after the fight. Okay. You know, whether, whether, whether he was hurt and needed to quit is yeah. beside the point. Yeah. There was theatrics, you know, and that's what bothers me. I, and, and that was he, he could have said, you know, I'm fine. I don't want to. I, I, I took an illegal knee. I'm dizzy. Um, I'm, I'm seeing a little bit, whatever, but so I'm not going to, not going to continue, but the whole, yeah. everything he was doing afterwards was just like, to me, it was like, if I was ever going to be a fan, you lost me as a fan right then. Well, and I, I was watching with my son who I think was, you know, barely 16 at the time. And he even, he was like, he's, oh, I was standing it. up going, he's, look he's at him, look it. at him, you know, look at him. <laughs> so again, uh, it so, is what it is, but I, I think he does not make it out of the fifth round. Okay. And and not only do you feel like Jan's going to win, but you're kind of pulling for him too. Oh, is I'm that... definitely pulling for him. Okay, definitely pulling for him. I wish he was the underdog, so I'd bet on that fight. <laughs> but I'm yeah, sure no, he's not. It's not not even close. It's not the underdog. He's not the underdog because everyone knows he's... how the first fight was going. Yeah. 
Yeah. Had it not been for that. And it's a bummer that he threw it. And so take me into that. Do, do you think that he didn't hear the ref say fighter down? Do you think he didn't see the knee well, from where his hands were positioned? I heard his corner was yelling to go ahead and throw it. Like the, they, they thought he was coming up or something. Oh. I heard that he was told to go ahead and throw it. Okay. Um, I don't know that that's fact. That's what I've just heard from, from people. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he was timing it thinking he was about to get up. But this goes back to the last podcast that I was talking about. I think knees to the head should be legal on the ground. I remember you talking about that. Because he would not have sat in that position. He yes. would have had to sit down yep. to yep. his guard and forced on his back. Yep. Because he would not have sat there if he knew he could get kneed in the face like that. Absolutely. You know? So that's why I say I think there will be less knees to the head if they're legal. Than, or not less knees because they're obviously not legal at all. But less knees than people think. Because people aren't going to hang out in the positions to get yep. kneed in the head. Yep. Because you don't want to get kneed in the head. It doesn't. It, it didn't look like fun. Theatrics no, aside, that did sure. not look. That, for sure, that it was sucked. Not. It was a hard knee. So, all right, we're going for Jan. Yes. Okay, uh, we talked about Jan and Sterling as the co-main event. That's a title fight, and then we've got the main event of Volkanovski and the Korean Zombie. Yeah. So this was supposed to be Max Holloway and Volkanovski. Um, for I think the third time. Yeah, they it, it would have been the third out of four. He's got Brian Ortega, but he's out, he just fought Max Holloway December 2019 and July of 2020. Yeah. What? Why would they give Holloway another shot at him? He's the next. He's the next best guy. They're both way ahead of everybody else in that division. Okay. And so I think he's just kind of the next guy. He's the in the rankings or in the in the order of who, who's best you know he's the next best guy okay um i love max and and i would love to see him put on a show against volkanovsky like he did against brian ortega you know or like he did against i think it was um calvin Cater, cater or one of those one of the guys from from over in boston area he was he was punched him in the face while he was talking to dc and he was slipping punches <laughs> not even looking it was one of the most awesome displays ever uh of boxing in the in the ufc so and i really like him he's from hawaii you know i have a lot of friends in hawaii and and uh i just i think he's a stud but i think pure yon he's beat him twice uh was a or no, i'm sorry not pure yon okay. volkanovsky he's beat him twice yep um split decision uh, yeah. The last one was yeah. a split decision. Their first meeting was uh was a uh, unanimous yeah. decision. and I think people, I think people thought he won the first one, and and I think he thought he won both of them, and that's why he keeps wanting to fight him because he's convinced that he's beaten him. And I thought he won the last one as well. Okay, uh, going back, I thought he won that fight. Uh, the um, split I can get. It's interesting that so many people are going against a unanimous decision. Yeah, that's yeah. Um. I mean, <laughs> depends what three judges were there. Uh, yeah, fair <laughs> um, enough. But, yeah, I, I, I don't remember the first fight. I do remember that I, I, I thought he won the second fight. Um, but the first fight, I know that he thinks he won. Yeah. And, and um, so it couldn't have been a, a blowout. But I know that Volkanovski's in a monster, man. He is a beast. He is, um, what is his record? Uh, tw- 23 and one. Yeah, one one loss. Yeah, and that one Pretty loss. Pretty early on, wasn't it? It was early on. It was actually only his fourth fight to Corey Nelson, and it was so some. So he's had what 20 Australian fighting 20 championship? wins in a row after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 wins in a row after that. Um. So, 
I, I think he's going to be tough to beat. Sorry, we we jumped off and left the Korean Zombie in the in the dust. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get to him for sure. <laughs> the fight was about him and Korean Zombie. I love him as well. He's tough. He is just not ready for that fight. Okay, I was looking back doing some some research. Korean Zombie took a four year hiatus. He just was not fighting for four years. Do you know anything about that? What was going on there? I do not. I do not know. Okay. Um, and then I was looking at, you know, I, again, the size thing's super interesting to me because this is listed as a featherweight fight, but um, Volkanovski comes in at 160, Korean Zombie comes in at 145, so I'm yeah, assuming that's just, that's a just typo or something. Uh, Volkanovski's, it's a 145. It's 145, okay. for the title, so you don't even get the extra pound. It can't be for okay. 146. It's got to be 45 flat. Korean Zombie's uh, 17 and 6. Uh Looks like he's got, you know, reach advantage for sure. They're both good at defending the takedown. Um, Korean Zombie has slightly better takedown percentage, and he's got a submission game on him that it doesn't look like Volkanovski has. Is that accurate? Um, yeah, I'm sure it, it, Volkanovski's not looking to submit you really okay. all the time. He's, he, he, is, he is gnarly. He's tough, man. He, he's he's got to have a either, either a lot of decisions or a lot of ground-and-pound TKOs. Uh, so decisions, yeah, so 48 by TKO, 48% by TKO, 39% by decision. Yeah. He's see. only got 13 by submission, and based off of the number of fights, I think that's going to be two. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, he got a, uh, he got a guillotine and a triangle. And that doesn't mean he doesn't have a good ground game. Sure. Uh, or submission game. That's the way he fights. Okay. You know, you, you could look at some of the good jujitsu guys, that are fighting the UFC that have TKO and knockout wins. And it's just because that's the way they fight. That's where they're strong now. But um, so I'm sure his ground is, is solid, but he's just a monster on top. His ground and pound is, is insane. His striking on top is insane. You know, he's, he's tough. Now, zom I, Zombie, oh, sorry, I interrupted you. Zombie on the other side has 47% by submission. Yeah. Um, but what were you going to say? I, he's more of a submission guy. Okay. He's more, he fights that way, you know, but. Who he? Which one? Uh, Korean Zombie. Zombie, okay. Yeah, that's why he's got more submission wins. Um, and I think I think Volkanovski is the ground and pound, you know, heavy ground and pound, heavy strikes on the feet. I Just looking back at Korean Zombie's record, um, they both fought Brian Ortega. Zombie lost. Volkanovski beat him. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was recently. Brian Ortega just did that just this past September. When he beat Ortega, so and then it was a year ago when when uh, Korean Zombie fought. And I think I think Ortega has a different level of jujitsu finish submissions than Korean Zombie. Okay, and he had Volkanovski in the tightest mounted guillotine. I thought the fight was over. He got out. He scrambled and came up on top and instantly got locked into a sunk triangle, which is Brian's. T-City is his nickname, Triangle City. It's, okay. his, it's his thing. Okay. Locked on a triangle. Yeah. And I'm sure in Brian's head and heart, he thought, oh, my God, I pulled it off. You know, because he was getting beat up bad yeah. and locked on a triangle, and he got out of the triangle as well and then just went right back to beating the crap out of him. And I was just like, holy smokes. Like, <clears throat> When you get out of something sunk in that deep, uh, is, it, is it technique? Is it heart? Is it strength? What did you see yeah. there that got him... Did he just endure it and just yeah. be like, "I'm not going to tap"? And, and a lot of a, a lot of strength. He's very strong. He's got, he's got a short torso, short neck, you know, and was able to muscle out of it. Um, 
not a ton of technique getting out of something that's completely sunk. When it's completely sunk, yeah. it's completely sunk. It's okay. like starting with a straight arm bar yep. and saying, be technical and get out of that. Gotcha. Mm, well, I'm going to break your arm because as luck. soon as you move, I'll arch my hips. Yep. You know? and, and the same thing, he had the guillotine locked and he had the triangle locked, and, and he was just able to grit, grit, muscle, and, and you know, explode his way out of it, that's and he did. Nuts. And then he got right back to beating him up the second he got out of it. It's yep. wild. Yep. So you're taking Volkanovski in this one, is that correct? Oh yeah. Um, any any sense on before on... before four? Okay. Yeah, so before it's before four. So you think it'll be done? It won't reach the fourth round. It'll. It, I'll, I guess I'll say before the fourth ends. Got it. Yeah, I Got think it. he'll spend the first two rounds making the Korean zombie into the zombie, and then he'll finish him in the third <laughs> or fourth round. You were really excited when we were texting about this earlier. You were just jacked for this fight. You were like, oh, there's a whole bunch on there, and you were, you yeah. were excited for this. It's a great card. You, you think, uh, are, are, is there one that you feel like is going to stand out? Is it Hazmat? Is that the fight that you're most looking forward to? Yeah, just because the guy, again, he's so, I say he's, he's uh, unpredictable. You don't know what he's going to do, but so far what he's going to do is win, right? Yeah. So yeah. You just now you want to see how. How's he going to win? What's he going to do to beat this guy? Yep. Now that he's stepped up competition so big, what's he going to do to beat this guy? And and um, that's what will be interesting to me. He's another guy from – is he a Dagestani guy? You know, uh, he's, no, he's from Chechnya. Okay. Uh, yeah. He, but he's a monster. Like yeah. all those, all all those guys I, over there. You know, who was the guy from, from Dagestani that we were talking about a couple podcasts ago? Um, Uncle Live. Oh, yeah. I, for me, it's just like – you're seeing this group of fighters and 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 my son was laughing he was like um he said he was comparing um uh, uh uncle live no no he was comparing patty and um he was saying that patty was like the the good version of connor because he was coming out of uh ireland and then he was saying chamayev was like the bad version of khabib and he's like, the whole world is upside down. Now you're seeing like a bad, you know, a, a kind of a, a villain version right, of Khabib. Right. And then kind of a happy, lighter version of Connor, Connor. and Patty. Yeah. He's like, it's it's all flipped. Yeah. Patty comes out of Liverpool, but he is, he's the, and the, it's weird too, because they're opposite fighters. Like Connor's phenomenal on the feet. Patty's phenomenal on the ground. Yeah. And, and, uh, but he's going to have as many fans without being a dick. Yeah. You know? And and that's a that's a that's, that's that's a good thing, you know. It's a, a good way thing. to win. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. do it by being funny. Yeah. You know, and, and he talks a little trash, but he's he's not he's not getting into people's families and things like that. You know, he's it, a it feels he's a funny guy. It feels harmless for like I don't know that they're fighters, so that's we're gonna have him on here in a few weeks. And and in Liverpool there are kids that literally run around looking like Shaggy from Scooby Doo with that haircut. And they're not looking like, like Shaggy, they're looking like they're Patty. Like Patty. Yeah, they're yeah, like Patty. It's, it's awesome. All right. Any closing thoughts? No. Um, we'll be back at the beginning of the week to give my one hundred percent nine and one, man. Nine and one. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Don't, don't break the streak. It's all over, just like